When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Oh, it's fun. Crazy. It's painful, but it's wonderful. What is the name? It's Roycey Unchained. And yes, it's time for another episode of Unchained. It's uh, Zolgad, Manny Hill, and Patrick Royce in Florida. How are you today, sir? I am outstanding. It's a nice, sunny, uh, blue day down here today and getting a little warmer. It was in the mid-50s oh. last night. We were very upset. Oh. But uh, it's, uh, it's turning into a nice day. And boy, they are trying to get this park spick and span. They got some machine going, blowing stuff and uh, cleaning and painting and doing everything uh, uh, because uh, February 12th is uh, going to be here sooner than you think when they uh, start spring training down here. So Is that report date or what's the report uh, date? The okay. first game, though, is the Gophers, what, the 21st or 2nd? Something like that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's early. So so anyway, so here's my question. I told you guys I had a question for each of you. So last night I go out to this pizzeria and pub. Uh, what the heck? Out in Cape Coral which has got the Kansas City Chiefs Southwest Florida Club, right? And there's, you know, you're playing in the Super Bowl, but there's 250 Chiefs fans in there, the ones who couldn't afford to try to buy a ticket across the way in Miami. But these people are here every Sunday, right? This is where they gather, the the, the full-time residents who are Chiefs fans. And... And we have Vikings clubs and Bills clubs and Steelers clubs, uh, you know, all over the country. Why is football captured our soul? I was going to the game last. I was driving out there. I went by this. Uh, I was driving out there about 5 o'clock. There's a theater down here, a Cineplex at the Bell Tower. Mm-hmm. 20 theaters. That place is a gold mine because we 80-year-olds don't watch, you know, we don't watch, find that stuff on that fancy DVR and stuff. We go to the theater still. There's mm-hmm. there's 175 cars in those lots at most times. There's 20 cars in a lot. The Cantino Laredo, that uh, popular Tex-Mex joint, yeah. closed. They didn't even bother to open <laughs> yesterday because of the Super Bowl. Because it's not a sports bar, right? Why? Why? And it's a Super Bowl, which of course has captured Minnesota. I mean, captured America and the world. But why football? Why do we, the two hundred and fifty of us from Southwest Florida, have to get together with other <laughs> like-minded Chiefs fans 
every week to scream and holler for these teams. You know, obviously the schedule is conducive to it compared to other sports because there's only 16, but it's more than that. Why is it football? Why do we, you know, this this game that beats the hell out of human beings and leaves them debilitated and uh, and then throws you away after three years if you get hurt and uh, doesn't guarantee your contracts and does all these evil things. Why do we love it so? I think because, to go back to what you said, Patrick, I think because it's once a week and we can plan our schedules around it to get together with our friends or fellow fans because it... it Lends itself to both the both the male and female uh, uh, for fantasy football purposes. I think it's the perfect storm of sport. I think it's like soccer is in in uh, Europe, where it's not five times a week. It's a very simple thing to follow, and it encourages on the perfect day, a Sunday. It encourages people getting together in big groups to watch it and cheer on teams. Where if it's baseball, basketball, hockey, go down that list, when are you going to do it? You know, playoffs or something, right? But I think football encourages that because of how how short the season is in terms of schedule. Manny, uh, you're, you're, you know, your father-in-law, Oscar, I mean, your stepfather, Oscar Reed. Mm-hmm. So you've, you've grown up with it. Uh, you know about it. But it's, it's, I know it's the schedule, but it's also... How can so much of our emotional energy be put into it? That's what I'm saying. I mean, these people are nuts. Yeah. They're, they're watching it. Okay, the Chiefs are playing in the Super Bowl, but it wouldn't make any difference if they were playing the Bills in week nine. <laughs> they're emotionally, we're, we're emotionally invested in this beyond, Judd, the fact that it's only once a week. There's, there's, some, uh, there's something about it, and it's a vicious, nasty game. And yet it seems like our self-worth is involved in it much more than any other sport. But I, I, I think, Pat, it, it has Self-esteem, this, not self-worth. Yeah. I think it's largely due to, you know, to sort of piggyback off of Judd's point about, yeah, it's, it's a once-a-week thing, and they only place, you know, in the case of the NFL, they only play 16 of them, and then in college they only play 12 or 13. In addition to that, there's so much – emotion i think from the players in the game as well like you see so much of i mean and especially now when you watch you get sort of a you get more of an inside look now with nfl films and the espn and all of that stuff you get more of an inside look not a complete look at what these guys are going through but for some reason people just have this connection with these guys that are beating the hell out of each other every single week and that they continue to go and that they love playing it so much. And I think because it's it's almost like the fans are feeding off of what the players are sort of portraying the game to be, if that makes sense. Uh, more than uh, more than other sports, it's, it's if the Vikings beat somebody, it proves – don't you think that we feel it proves something about us, you know, as a as a people, as a state, I think as, that, a, well, as I, a fan base? It, for some reason, the the absolute overwhelming physical toll that this game takes on a weekly basis 
somehow prove something about us if we can win the game. I, I don't get it, but it's don't you something think Pat, like that. But don't, don't you think to that point that that is more the group that joined, at least as far as Vikings fans go, around 98 with Moss? Yes. Those, those people seem to set up their lives and weekends geared around the success of th- their team. The, the old guy that went to Met Stadium, I, I think, enjoyed going to the game and getting drunk. But I don't know that their self-worth was tied up in the game itself. I feel uh-huh. like the Moss on era is a different breed of fan. A louder and more emotional, maybe. But I what you're talking about. I can guarantee you. You go back, and I wrote some about this last night, and I think it's online today, that the Hank Stramp thing. Uh, yeah. Listen, Bud comes in. And in 67, they were 3-8-3, and in 68, they made to the playoffs. And we saw, oh, yeah. But by 69, Bud was our state symbol, you know. He, yeah. was, the state, right. he was the state symbol. And to have Hank Stram then show up two months after the Super Bowl on NFL Films <laughs> Basically, demeaning Bud, demeaning the Vikings. He was demeaning the entire state of Minnesota. Everybody was mad at him because, okay, if he had beaten Bud, we had a hard time handling that. But the fact he was ridiculing Bud, I mean, you, you there was a generation after the fourth Super Bowl loss, that generation probably changed. Mm-hmm to which that fatalism came in, right? And then in 98, they they changed. But in the early 70s, man, it was, we believed in the invincibility of Bud that somehow made us a better people. You know, <laughs> that, that in that Super Bowl era, somehow it made us better human beings. I hate to admit this, but this is the truth. So after the 1970 game, my brother and I used to go uptown Prior Lake and have a few cocktails with the fellas, and 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 we saw this incredible angst when they got their ass kicked in the in that Super Bowl. So, and I wasn't covering Super. I I actually covered the Super Bowl. Uh, Pittsburgh was that the third one? That was, that was the, lost three, right? Yeah, that was yeah, that was the third one. Yep. So. Mr. Wonderful and I, my brother, uh, and when the Vikings qualified for the Super Bowl, the second time we hatched this plan. Let's go up and agitate the Viking fans at the bar we hung out in. <laughs> no. And then we'll bring a bunch of cash with us, right? Yep. And then we'll have the bartender hold the bets. And we'll agitate these people into giving us points, you know. <laughs> so, so how long did you guys think of this before you, know, you actually? I don't know. When we it. we plotted her out, so we went uptown to the bar and started saying, "Ah, the Vikings, they stink. The Dolphins will run all over them." Blah blah blah. And hell, we probably had you know back then, one hundred and fifty dollars a piece with the bartender holding it on. We had the Dolphins in like 10 points by the time we got done agitating these guys and the bartender and all it. So we ran the same scam the next two times, too, back then, <laughs> you know. So, because the Viking fans were so, first of all, they were so, they had such a strong belief 
And then they were so mad that the Vikings that that the Vikings weren't going to win a Super Bowl that they lost all rationality, you know. So it was, you know, so the, the the Vikings This hasn't changed then. Basically well, what basically well, what you're yeah, saying is Yeah, it did change because in the, you know, in the I think that in this late after the fourth Super Bowl loss, mm-hmm. I think we started just the that generation says ah they're you know they're they're expected you know they they you know they started expecting them to lose but I remember I remember being at places and overhearing conversations you know in other states where people say oh you're from Minnesota you guys ever gonna win a Super Bowl ah, in the eighties you know so. It was a source of ridicule, but I think the fatalism developed in the '80s, and you know, and and it it pretty well. We kind of expected the worst to happen until Randy came along, and then then every then we got these rampant op people that become optimists. And I, I don't you think also that the way the draft is covered now, and the way the sport is covered year round, that it's easier to people to reinforce their optimism no matter what happens oh sure yeah because yeah. because of you know and off season camps too the one thing about this sport is it renews itself annually with the draft yes right? and, mm-hmm. and and then in june you can look really good in mini camp and everyone's buying that Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's true because yeah, like, yeah oh man this new cousins uh, man look good look real new. good took control Speaking of Mr. Mankato type guys, do you see who the backup tight end was last night for the Chiefs? Isn't that our old buddy Blake Bell? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah that's that right. Yeah, Blake, Blake Bell. Bell? That's wasn't right. He, oh yeah. He was a man, Mr. Mankato candidate, wasn't he? At one time, I think he, he was. He, he was going to be a phen- phenomenal tight end, right? We former let him go. Quarterback, former quarterback. We had to make room for him to get him on the field. But see, that's the kind of stuff that the NFL has going. You know the. Major League Baseball has a draft, and then we wait four years to see if the guy can play or not, right? Right. And, uh, you know, the NBA draft is usually about six deep, and then, you know. Although, you know, Patrick, Patrick, to to your point, a few years ago, if baseball got smart and in the next CBA had a January or December camp, right, in Florida— Three or four days. Mini camp. Yeah. Exactly. And Miguel, and, and, you know, Star Tribune went down to it. Miguel Sano hits five bombs. And the reports back <laughs> to here. shows up in shape. Now shows up in shape. But my point is the reports back to the Twin Cities are that, my God, does Miguel Sano look good. Yes. We'd all be like, oh, that's fantastic. Miguel Sano looks good. Can't wait for March and April. I think you're on to something. Yeah. Mini camp for baseball. Sell hope. You know, the other thing that uh, has gone back to what it was. Uh, one reason I started teasing Bud, I used to start calling him Horseshoe Harry and stuff like that, because you know, was because the absolute adulation with which he was covered in the two newspapers was just off the charts, right? I mean, it was fantastic. It's like every day was like PJ Fleck on Gopher Hole, you know. I mean, it was it was just this complete adoration, <laughs> and then that. You know, then all of a sudden things leveled off with Bud, and uh, and we we got into that uh, that more neutral uh, coverage, and we we had years when, you know, we probably had twenty years when thirty years when objectivity was sought by a media, mm-hmm. and now the uh, now that's made a big swing, and uh, and 
the last 10, 12 years, it's uh, the way to sell yourself in a in the new media is to uh, be on the uh, you know on the on the side of the fully on the side of the home team, right? Which is why Sid won. Sid won. Yeah, I did. I already wrote that. <laughs> well, I know won. you did. <laughs> Sid won. He won. It was a forty-year war, and he won. So, but but I mean that's changed too. The you know the most uh, you know you can go back to the roots of talk radio and people made hay by being controversial and then it became uh and then it became people can make hay by being bigger fans of the home team than other people so anyway so when when did bud uh, first start to get heat if he ever did when never, was it never, never never bud you know you could you know you'd have to you'd have to apologize if he asked bud uh boy did you were you a little disappointed in your team getting beat 34 to 3 today you know yeah, <laughs> no, but he kicked no. the field goal right no that was the uh, ram that was early that was his first year when All he right. kicked the field goal when they were going to get shut out and by the rams and late in the game and i think it was 31 to 3 final or something and people said bud Why'd you kick a field goal? He says, "I didn't want to get shut out." Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Bud. Thanks a today they today they'd make up some elaborate excuse, Bud said, and then looked at you with those eyes and said, "Okay, Bud, sorry for asking." You know? <laughs> but but anyway, it it is amazing to me uh, driving around town and then seeing this that uh, you know that nothing is going on in our lives because we're watching the Super Bowl. By the way, I didn't watch the halftime show, so I don't have to go to confession, right? The Very Catholic risque, Church. Patrick. Yeah, if you went to the, if you if you watch the whole thing, you got to go uh, see your pre- neighborhood priest and to tell him that you're. Well, you're to, you're talking to two gentlemen who didn't watch it either, so I didn't. Oh, I turned you didn't watch to, it. No, I didn't watch it. I, I, I didn't never watched it. Watch it. I, Even I never watched it. it but <laughs> I'm fifty. J-Lo, I, I watched 50 as well. By the way, I looked at the video. There was some thrusting going on, wasn't there? There was some. Of that. Elvis really? would have blushed. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> How Jenna? How did J Lo's uh, booty look? She's uh, is she looking ample these the days? The fact or? that we're both fifty is the only thing that J Lo and Judd Zolgat have in common. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, she's still. This doesn't change. The, has she married the biggest phony, or are they just engaged? I think they're just engaged. Oh, they're I don't married. Think I don't think oh, they've they tied married. the knot yet. I could yeah. be wrong on that. But the biggest fraud in American. Oh, life. but but man, do we embrace him now? Oh God, yeah. We we. My wife it. likes him because he's got some reality show, investment show, or something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I said, dear bride, he is a fraud of the first magnitude and always has been. <laughs> but uh, she won't hear it. But she he comes him. off on TV as this harmless sort of, mm-hmm. you know, genuine. Makes fun of himself. It's it's actually a great act. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to leave this girl, by the way. I told her at 5 o'clock, I said, hey, I'm going to run out to this bar and watch the Super Bowl. She says, oh, is the Super Bowl today? Okay. <laughs> you know what? She'd There's go to the movie. She wouldn't uh, care. You know, Nothing wrong with that at all. No, no. Makes it easier for you. Anyway, it's uh, the America's uh, fascination with football and the emotional energy that goes into it. There was a guy from San Francisco. There was a guy from New England who came in there with a big banner proclaiming the 49ers, mm-hmm. you know, something about the 49ers, because he knew it was a Chiefs bar, and he just walked through there to agitate the hell out of him with this thing, even yeah. though he was a Patriots guy. <laughs> Dennis the Menace, his wife said. And uh, I talked to her, but 
Uh, of course, Patrick liked this one person. One of the bartenders, you know, <laughs> they 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 got one of the waitresses. They got ten waitresses running around making hay, you know. And she comes over and says, sit down and shut the bleep up else we're going to throw you out of here. They weren't, <laughs> wow. <laughs> they weren't going to mess with having 200 Kansas City fans there every Sunday but having this idiot walk around. But uh, Did he leave eventually? Yeah, he was sitting at the bar looking glum. He missed his. He, I I admired him. He was an agitator of the first magnitude. But uh, <laughs> I told you, Royce, I like that. I like that guy. Yeah, I did. But uh, <laughs> professional he, trolling. He was looking sad, man. He thought he was funny, and after a while, those Chiefs fans didn't think he was funny at all. How about those Chiefs too? How How about the the fourth quarter where they basically decide, oh, we're down by double digits. That's okay. We yeah. we've got Mahomes. Yeah. We got the best. No player problem. On the planet. But you know. Well, as I said, with seven minutes to go, Andy Reid couldn't win the big ones, and Mahomes had <laughs> choked at the at the biggest opportunity, and uh, and Kyle Shanahan was the the great young genius of football, and then they threw that forty four yard pass to Tyreek, and ah, what happened? Yep, it was great though. I'm I'm I mean that kid cannot be. Uh, that kid cannot be beat into submission, Kenny. Mm-mm. Look at the Chiefs though. Horrible first quarter in their opener, right? Yep. Against yep. Houston, they were terrible. Yep. They were going to be humiliated. Uh second game, they were terrible for a quarter and a half. Mm-hmm. They were I against mean, against Ryan Tannehill. Stupid penalties, dumb, idiotic stuff. Uh, you know, doing the whole, uh, you know, just played like idiots, and they kicked that crap out of both those teams. And then yesterday, they didn't you think they were? The second best team on the field by a large margin for most of the game. Yeah, yeah looked like it. I mean, until until the quarterback said, "That's cute," and then well, came back and just 14, destroyed him. Yeah, and uh, he did. He's. I mean, he threw two picks. The one pick was terrible. Yeah, the they looked was... awful. And then they just basically came back and said, "Okay, now now it's time to take control." And and that's the scary thing though, because there's not a lot of teams that could do that. You know what? And even after they scored, I thought they'd scored too quick. I thought 49ers had come down and, but I didn't, I should have thought more logically because the 49ers are great when Jimmy doesn't have to make plays for them. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. When Jimmy, when they are running the balls and doing other things so well that, that that, then he can have a guy running wide open 20 yards down the field and he can hit him. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. But when he has to become creative, he's in trouble. By the way, the one thing I'd question him about, what happened to Sam Samuel Samuel? Debo? Samuel. Debo Samuel? Samuel? Yeah, why? They must have taken him away. And he, the first he quarter and a half, away. the guy was God. The yep. first mm-hmm. two and a half quarters, he was fantastic. Hell, Pat, he was probably on his way to being the MVP of the game. Yeah. Oh, God, was is he a stud. How yeah. about that speed, though? He's a monster. And... Kittle might be better than Kelsey because he's nuts. He goes looking for people to run into, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's a really, really underrated blocker. I see the 49er fans are all whining about the offensive pass interference, but you know that was a full arm extension. I, I, you know, I, I can't argue you, with that. You call. also gave up 21 fourth quarter points. Yes, mm-hmm. like not, it's not, not like you got beat by quarter points. Five minutes, you yeah, gave up 21. But, it, but it's not like you got beat by three. There was 6-13 left when they scored to make it, uh, you know, and then 1-12 left when they scored. Yeah. They scored 21 points in five minutes. Yeah. 
So that call so, did not uh, cost you that game. Best bet on the board, though, yesterday for the prop bets, over and under on yardage for Williams, uh, 53 yards. Yep. What did he end up with, about 140? 100 and Damian Williams, he had 104. Yeah. On 17 carries. Yeah, of course, he had the big pop at the end. But and was... you know what it proved again? Gentlemen, you can find a running back. Yeah. You can yeah. find them. And what was with, you know, everybody's second-guessing Shanahan at the end of the game. I'm second-guessing him at the start of the game. Where was Mostert? You know, I like Kevin Coleman. He's a nice little player, but this other guy's a monster. Well, I yeah, and you saw when he when they when put he him came in, in there. there, they went whoosh. Yep. Down the field, yeah. So... And also, at the end of the first half, use your timeouts, man. You've got timeouts. I think he thought he was getting the ball. He didn't want to. He remembered what happened to Houston when they, you know, tried to do something and they gave him the ball down at the other end of the field with 53 seconds to go at the end of the half. Yeah. Remember that? And they went, whoosh. And I think he didn't want to give them, okay, I've. I throw a couple. I use my timeouts. I throw a couple of passes, and I got a punt from the twenty-yard line, and he's got forty seconds. Uh, he's going to get a touchdown. I guess so, that's a. Uh, you know, that's my yeah, theory. Is he was getting the ball for the second half, and it worked. I mean, they went down, and you know, they drilled him right off the bat to start the second half. So, I, as I said on Twitter, everybody ripping Shanahan. I'd give you both Zimmers, both QBX, a first rounder. Spielman and Rosas for, uh, for wait, Shanahan. wait, Shanahan. I don't think they want Rosas, man. <laughs> I think Rosas is a no-go. <laughs> I'm giving him up. How about give him Cat? Uh, and we got to switch to Cat. God, oh give him Cat. Cat has been disrespected <laughs> by this league since he got into it. God, oh my! Did you see those quotes? What on Saturday? was that, Manny? What was that? Where's that thinking? I I don't know. <laughs> don't, don't ask poor Manny to interpret. Pat, I, I, I am just, as the weeks have gone by, and, I mean, listen, it goes without saying how talented he is, but I, I just, they are not going to go anywhere with him as the, if they're going to rely on him to be the alpha dog of this team. It's just, it's just not, it's just, he's just, he just doesn't have the makeup to do that. You can win with him as your most talented player, I think. But there's got to be somebody else on this team that comes in that is the unquestioned well, alpha dog of the team. And that's well, we had him. there. <laughs> yeah. We had him and he yeah, left. He was here. That's true. <laughs> he, was, he was one. Of, and by the way, uh, hashtag fire Tibbs. The reason he got Butler in here because he thought maybe – because yep. I think he watched Wiggins and Towns for a year and said, these guys are a couple of wussies. I need this guy to come in here and scream at him. But what he didn't understand is this isn't a generation that's, that is looking for that. You know, nobody can come in and, and deliver that hard edge. All he can do is offend them. But I think old school Tibbs figured – you know, Jimmy Butler will come in and tell these guys bleep, 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 and they'll all listen to him and we'll become a bunch of hard-nosed warriors. But what's your guys' theory on what's happened to Cat, though? The last three weeks or month have gotten downright weird. Like, he's he's now gone to a step where we ha- haven't seen him before. Saying that you've been disrespected every step of the way yeah. is a lie. This is... Uh, like, what, what the hell? Know, what's going on? 
Actually, I saw Chad Hartman on Twitter. Did you see that? He kind of yeah. Chad, Chad gets on Twitter about once every two months, but he pretty much got, they have. I tell you what, I think coddling him has backfired on him. I think you might be I right. Think he, yeah. I think he needed somebody to yell at him once in a while. You think anybody's challenging him? No. You think who's it doesn't challenging seem like him? It. I mean, but there's got to be there's got to be something between Jimmy yeah, trying to beat him up and nobody doing anything. Who called him in? After these absurd comments two days ago, who could call him in and say, Cat, what in God's name is wrong with you? you well, know what hell. You're doing to yourself? Well, hell, Pat, even after the Sacramento game last week where he ducked out of talking to the media and let, left poor Shabazz Napier to have to answer questions as yeah. to why did you guys blow a 17 point lead with <laughs> two and a half minutes left? And you're asking the. These guys, yeah, Johnny yeah, Kay right. and all those guys, they got to ask the backup point guard or a guy yeah. who should be a backup point guard why they blew a 17-point lead like that instead of the best player on the team that should be answering for that. Mm-hmm. I have a friend of mine who works within the team that uh, I, I can't get much closer, but he's not, Scoop like you know, he's not involved in basketball decisions. Let me say this. All right says that this guy is the biggest pain in the ass they've ever had. Whoa, whoa, whoa hold on a second. Wow. The biggest no, pain? Well, no, well, Isaiah, I mean, we're not. But post, like, post Leitner writer. Okay. okay, all right, all right. Thank you. Post Leitner writer. <laughs> that scoop blew my socks off right there. <laughs> but he's, uh, you know, boy, and it's, you feel bad to just turn on him like this because now it's become popular. Yes. But, but I've had my doubts you know, I've had my doubts about that part of him, and I haven't been around him that much, you know, five games a year. But he just, it just, none of it has ever seemed real, you know. None of it has ever seemed like it bothers him, you know. I think I think he goes out and has just as good a time after a loss as a win. And he better have, because if he's waiting for wins, he won't have much time to, to But, But remember those stories when they first drafted him, Manny and Judd, about, they people walk by the facility at seven in the morning. You'd be in there shooting baskets and all that stuff, and mm-hmm. came in in the summer and after he signed. And when Flip was, but something happened, man. He's too. He is too big for it all right now. And you know the problem is too. Nothing is ever really his fault. No, he gets every shot. He's been fouled, and mm-hmm. everything is always. He'll talk about. He'll talk about himself and, and the team in the context of we need to do better. But and year one, what was weird was he went the other way, and took blame for everything. It's like, dude, you don't have to do that either. Mm-hmm. But well, th- but this last month or so has gotten really, really weird. I said from the start this year, though, that by telling him, we want you, you're our best three point shooter, so we want you to go out and spend mm-hmm. two thirds of your time on the outside the perimeter, that you were basically feeding him right into his hands because he don't want to be in there with Rudy Gobert. He wants to be out there shooting three. He doesn't want to be in there with those. He doesn't want to be in there with those nasty SOBs. He wants to be out there shooting threes. And if they go in, hey, look at that cat. He's shooting 40% from threes. So, and he gets rebounds, but, you know, he's been the king of the long rebounds. Well, and I think part of this too, Pat, is just – is he really a center? 
I mean, it, it's yeah. it's more. Yeah, well, that's what, is true. He, is he more of a stretch four? I mean, if he's going to shoot a lot of threes and let him be more of the power forward, and they got to find another like true big guy that will be inside and bang with Rudy Gobert. That was my trade Embiid. a year ago, which I probably would have. But when Oklahoma City was in chaos, right? And they were losing Russell and everybody. Mm-hmm. Trade Wiggy for. Stephen Adams, but I think you told me, Manny, they would never do that. No, nope. <laughs> and uh, but that's I I think you're right. Yeah, let him play forward and get some mean sob. Get Peck back. How's Peck's foot? Is he recovered <laughs> yet? Let's get Peck back. Is it still attached? I tell you what, Peck would be good with this team. Peck would be good for this team. He'd knock somebody think, on their ass. I was going to say, you think Peck would bash some heads together? Yeah, yeah. Well, Peck was a Peck was a a straight truth guy. You know, he would he wouldn't uh, he would have heard he would have heard Towns over there talking about he doesn't get over respect and went over and squeezed his head. I think so. <laughs> Yes, Towns could use it, but but I, I what will do you say think this. the guy in Miami's doing? You think he's laughing his ass off when he sees that? You he's know what? Be, you know he's what? He's got to be howling. It's going too he? well for him. The <laughs> guy is. in Miami is trying to find a way to create some type of crisis involving himself because oh, yeah. this is far too smooth. Well, for him. yeah, they're twenty games over five hundred. They all love him. He only has well, to get like he gets like seventeen and seven a night, a and everybody's happy, he, right? He, he needs a crisis of some sort. <laughs> yeah, give it a year. Yeah. Give Something it a will year. Happen. It's Something going good happen. now. It's going good Something now. But I think, okay, all the Tibbs, I'm not saying he was the savior, obviously, but can we now see the, the his logic? Can we now see it from his viewpoint? Sure. You Absolutely. Know, that. We need we need somebody to his give problem us is an he edge. got a complete madman in to get these guys right and it <laughs> yes, blew up. Yes, he like did. He, he, he did, but it was the only madman he knew. <laughs> no, you're right, you're right. But I mean, it it was like you know you you needed a veteran who could go in, kick some butt, and also embrace these guys. And instead, yeah, he I just think, went in and I tried think, to kick I their think, ass. I think Jimmy is a little low on the embracing. Oh, I think he is too. uh, I think he is too. He might have missed out on that. But the one thing that that all this cat stuff does is it covers up for now the fact that Wiggy is back to being Wiggy. (laughs) Yes. Man, does he not care about basketball. (laughs) That's great because, boy, he had this special relationship with Ryan and blah, blah, blah. Well, let me ask you guys this. Where would this that's team... You know, that's like the time that I lost 40 pounds, you know, and said, boy, I'm a new man, too. Where's the pizza? I hear you. You know, I'm like, yeah. you know. Diet's over. <laughs> You're right. You're so right. I'm a new man. Look. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like A it large either. calamari for me. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you guys this, though. What would this team look like, just in terms of all the, the toughness stuff we're talking about with Cat and Wiggins? If Kevin Garnett were somehow still involved with this team, in Kevin some Garnett. capacity, oh yeah, you know what? You're right. If he, I think that he would be the one guy who was like the assistant to the general manager. Get rid of these nine guys you got, and have him go down and deliver the message. You think he'd put up with this? Mm-mm. He's no, a, no, hell you know, no. But see, because I, I feel like KG is the guy that's going to be tough on Cat, but it, it's going to be more well, like a tough love respect, instead. Yeah, of, they're going to yeah. respect him. You know, they're going to. Yeah, they all know him. I mean, he's he's from the same generation as Kobe. You know, and they, yep. you know, they they all know him and they they respect him. And I, 
I think that's who they need. Somebody like that to come in and say, what the hell are yep. you doing here? I love it. Yeah. But he's, you know, this is going to go from a, from a big rebuild right back to the bottom of the heap rebuild. Cat's gone. You know, yeah. they'll trade. They're, they're more likely to get rid of Cat than Wiggins, don't you think? Well, I mean, Cat, you can, you could. Well, they get, can't wait for more. They can't wait for him to to start saying, "I want it to to read uh, next July that from Woj that Cat wants out." <laughs> you know, right? No, you're right. They but can't just, wait till that. I'd put him on the market right now because it it ain't gonna work. And and think about the hit that they would take. If and when that happens, too. I mean, they're already with the <laughs> season tippets. We have now yeah. captured. We've now captured the coveted thirtieth spot in league attendance. And I mean, it's, it's going to get it's, worse. It's ratings yeah, suck. Attendance is in the yeah. toilet. What What's the hit going to be now? How's Jim, yeah. Here's what I'm worried about. How's Jim Pete doing? Have you listened to any games lately? Well, the last time. I well, the last time we talked to him, I mean, well, last time we talked to him and had him on was after the Kobe stuff. So I haven't talked to him since, since. Uh, no, I'm since just. That, I haven't listened. To, I, I would I like don't. to hear what Jim Pete is saying off the microphone right now about this team. <laughs> that would be where my interest lies. I think he's weeping. You know, I heard it last time I heard him. They were playing belly, and he was talking about how. He was basically ripping Tibbs because he didn't get enough out of belly, and that was one reason that the team stunk because they should have gotten more out of belly. Okay, he's going to be our savior. Thank you. Well, very and much. poor Patrick. Although belly's doing okay in Sacramento. Well, belly's doing fine. He poor Ryan. Shoot. Poor Ryan looks completely oh, lost. Completely lost. I actually well, feel bad for the do? kid. What's he going to do? There's nothing a, he can do. Being everybody's buddy and a nice guy, that was going to work, right? We were going to, you know, did he think? After watching Wiggy for 15 games that this was going to be Wiggy, did he really think they'd turn the corner? Because deep in his heart, he don't give a damn. No. No, and they must have thought if we can just get Andrew to do what we tell him to do and just to care 10% more, but he ain't not going to do it. He'll, he'll do what they tell more. Well, he had to. Well, I'm, I'm just saying he had to, to care at least player. 50% more. For... No, 10% more just to be a serviceable because he's got yeah. talent. And if he yeah, does, everybody, if he everybody does what he's told, everybody says they should have traded him early in the year when he was playing better. Well, guess what? Nobody was calling. Nobody else in the league thought it was real, yeah. except nobody except, was buying it yet. Except the the Timberwolves apologists. So, how bad's he been? I haven't seen that much of him. Just it's, same, same. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I go four back four out to of the, thirteen and. Three yeah, rebounds. I mean he was Saturday again. He was not factor, right? Right. Yeah, and the Sacramento game that they blew, he was actually really good that night. But it's it's just yeah. Pat. His performances are so volatile. You just don't you just don't know. I mean, he'll put together a good game, and you're like, okay, yeah, that was a good game for this, Wiggy. This, and then the next night, gotta, he's two for two for twelve. Manny, though, there's got to be something to uh, say. There's got to be. I've something. Give, Pat. I have given up. <laughs> I have given up. We have, another, we have another Timberwolves a, follower. Gotta be, there's got to be something, though, when you can claim the worst loss in the history of professional sports in America. <laughs> I mean, that's something. Celebrate you, it. You made 20. You know what? Let's celebrate it. Let's have a you night. You made 20. Next home game, let's, let's give out T-shirts. We did it. We did it. 8,374, and we did it. You got the 
one of the great games of Wiggy's mediocre life. You made what twenty three out of forty six threes. Franchise 20, record. It was the blueprint. Twenty twenty one. You made all your threes. You did it all against a bad team, yeah. and you lost. Just, Pat, and it hadn't been done in eighty five hundred games, and it probably had never been done in history because they only go back to nineteen ninety five or something. Pat, that was my favorite part about the entire thing because, you know, if if that had happened against the Golden State Warriors of yesterday, of the old, last Steph five and years. the boys who just made 12 threes or something. Yeah, you know what I mean? If you blow a 17-point lead <laughs> in two minutes to Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson and Steph and Draymond, it's still bad, but it's like, okay, well, that's arguably the greatest team of all time. Did you you did it against the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> See, you guys, a team that's every bit as much of a dumpster you, fire you as got, you are. You guys are misguided. On the night you honored the greatest competitor, perhaps, in NBA history, you did what you do so well <laughs> yeah, right. to the zenith. That's right. Yeah, you let a, hey, you let a guy wear Kings, number 24 light you they, up in the fourth quarter, too. Did they play the Kings tonight to try to end the Monday uh, night game against year. the Kings. Monday, yeah. Monday night game against the Kings, yeah. Yes, sir. Go get them, fellas. We're, we're all The second you. time that they've taken an 11-game losing streak into Sacramento. <laughs> yes. Can they end it again in Sacramento? <laughs> Everybody's also saying... Okay, well, if they hadn't made the trade for Jimmy Butler, they'd have Levine, who might be an all-star. Yeah, they'd have another guy who doesn't play any defense and yeah. takes crazy That's shots. part of the reason why Tibbs was so eager to trade Zach, too, because he, yes. he would not play defense. But, of course, if everybody had to do all over again, you'd have a lot rather have Zach than Wiggins. But, uh, you know, but what I'm saying is uh, you wouldn't be any less soft if you had Zach. Let's put it that way. Well, and let's not pretend like Zach Levine is leading this just juggernaut of a Chicago well, Bulls team to right to the playoffs. They're not going right to make now. the playoffs in the uh, – although, by the way, the top six in the East is better than the top six in the West, and then it gets falls off. Yeah. How about Toronto? Nick Nurse, coach of the century. Yeah. What the hell? Siakam, like, man. He's got Siakam kicking his yeah. game up to another level. It's, it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, it's uh, it's astounding though. I saw that from Cat, and I said, "My God!" It's, yeah, how uh, about that? I mean, it's 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 I I can't I can't put it in historical terms with Minnesota sports about stupidity. Even if you feel that way, don't say it for God's sakes. No, when your team when your no. team hasn't won a game you played in since, since early November. What's since the day? Thanksgiving. What's the game? Before Thanksgiving. Yeah, November. Him and Matt Dumba not scoring a, a, a goal in 33 games is better than Towns' last victory, right? Well, and Dumba's also not giving you stupid quotes that you look at <laughs> and say, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, he said he, he's not saying the goaltenders are giving me no respect. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm getting nothing from this league. <laughs> I can't take it. <laughs> Unbelievable. What did he really think he was gonna make the all star game? He missed fifteen games. There's only twelve guys that go per division. And he you know, he missed fifteen games with a sore toe or some damn thing. Yeah. You know. Well, and the other thing too, Pat, is for as talented as as Cat is, and he is, but you look around the league, Pat, these other young guys that that have come into the league after him, they're 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 coming up. They're pat mm-hmm. you know, Luca Luka Doncic has already passed him as yeah. far as, you know, rankings among players in the league. And now we're just getting a look at Zion Williamson finally. I mean, Cat's got to get it in gear here because these younger guys that are coming in the league are he? ascending. Or does he? 
It doesn't seem like he really but, wants to. Right. Here's here's the thing, deal, guys. Now that he's getting bashed, you know, for this, can you imagine how bad he's going to take that criticism? Oh, you know, public criticism. It's going to be. He's going to be like, get me out of here. They don't appreciate yes. me in Minnesota. Yeah. Yes, know? he is. Because he's not going to be. He he is not going to be able to take it. You know, the fact that people are making fun of him and ripping him and doing all this, it's, uh, you know, it's, he's, it's, it's not, you know, Gerson, get on the phone. When's the trading deadline? Wednesday? Thursday, right? Thursday. Yeah. Thursday. Thursday the 6th. Well, you're not going to trade him in two days. Hey, they're That's trying to get two firsts for Rocco. I, I'm sure that'll happen. For who? For Covington. For, for Covington. Mark two Stein, first? Mark Stein reported they're trying to get two first round picks. Well, who would give one? <laughs> somebody well, a contending team will probably get you one of late, Philadelphia, late I guess. Somebody well. picking twenty eighth or some Philadelphia might take him back. That's what it sounded like. Yes. Yeah. He does. He does feel a need for a team that if you're trying he's to win, gotta I mean, be if you're thirty or thirty one now though. Right? He's, he's twenty nine. He'll be thirty okay. in December. I feel bad I for him though, man. He looks like he looks like get me out here. What yeah, is yeah. wrong with you people? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. He was. Well, you know, he was. Uh, he was going to replace uh, Butler as the edge for. Uh, for Tibbs and well, and they they just they just don't really at this point they don't really have a use for him anymore. I mean, it, it's if you're if you're trying to make the playoffs and if you're a team that thinks you can get into the playoffs and make some yeah. noise, then. But if you're 15 and 33 like they are, I mean, Covington for as good as he is as a defender and shooter and all that's he's not doing you any good. Right? I now. can't wait till he goes someplace and his quotes about being here though. <laughs> Oh, it's going to be great. Because he's a talkative guy. He'll yes. tell somebody that you can't believe that he might, I don't know, he might be too good a guy to take a shot at Cat and Wiggins. But, uh, you know, Jimmy Jimmy Butler, teller of truth. <laughs> That's all we <laughs> Hard. That was, I wouldn't call it tough love, though, would you? Because there wasn't much love in it. But uh, No, no, no. He <laughs> despised and hated It was just that. tough. It was just tough. Yeah, it was all, exactly. It was. it was just tough, but it's uh, the whole thing is makes more sense than it ever did before. I'll tell you. All right, sir. Positive Pat or Unchain? What do we uh, got? Positive week? Pat. Hey, Patrick Mahomes, man, that's yep. uh, yep. fantastic, and uh, and uh, it's uh, I know my I know Latroy's happy, the Godfather, and Pat, the father, and all those guys are happier now, and uh, what a win because it came out of nowhere and. Uh, and uh, I, w- I found myself rooting hard for the Chiefs. I'm not sure why. I guess just because of Andy Reid and Pat yeah, Holmes. Me but, too. Uh, and, and we had a gopher, too, Damian Wilson, right? That's Damian right. Wilson yeah. on that team. So good reason to root the Chiefs. Yeah, and I think game, we've too. already done done our unchain, haven't we, just <laughs> the last 20 minutes on the uh, on the Timberwolves? That was our unchain, wouldn't you say, That's John? probably true, yeah. Yeah. Al- right. Although their, their dysfunction is great fun right now. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah! Like ordinarily, I'm bored by them. They just suck, and they're they're not good. This whole what's thing with cat now makes them intriguing to me. Paper cats. I I was trying to figure out what to call them. The paper tigers. I wanted to do, but I, I doing the paper cats. But I don't think that's it. But I Pat, you're right. He is. This, when when this when this stream of columns and pieces gets back to him, Ooh. he is not going to take it well. No. He. I think he reads. Has anyone gone everything. after him locally though? Has anyone? Brett Robson that? of the Athletic did a pretty long piece late last week about what's going on here that was really good okay um, well, I, but i think I more people are gonna i think this is going to pick up because his quotes about the, the all-star game are inexplicable 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's the type he, of thing that's he's easy. He's going to get some national abuse on it too, I would think. So, and he deserves it with how bad they are. Yeah. absolutely. All right. Well, he's all ours, and hopefully, we're trading him. Oh, and, and don't forget, Pat, our wild came back from their vacation to Cancun, <laughs> yes. prepared to play hockey. To the point of they got blown out so bad that Boudreaux ended the press conference and said, "That's all. I'm done." Yeah, I like the part of the when he said. I don't want to keep going here because I'd have to name names. <laughs> Imagine that the idea of sending a bunch of 20-somethings to a beach during the course of the hockey season to go drink pina coladas that, might we, backfire. When, when is the NHL high, trading deadline? About another month? Feb 24. About, Feb 24. They wait until about two weeks before the playoffs. Uh, heck yeah. <laughs> you know what? The closer the better. It's more fun. But they're all on the, uh, they're all on the trading block again now, I suppose, Oh, until Tuesday when when they're, I'm sure they'll come back against the Blackhawks and give a spirited performance and oh, win yeah. five to one. Of course, are the Blackhawks still hot or not? They're, uh, hot they're just coming back now, so who who knows that? That's the problem. This elongated break, you have no idea who's going to be hot and not hot. <laughs> Teams leave God and they're good, and they is... come back and they're still hungover. Oh, one here's my positive pat, Bob Moscow. Yeah, Moscow. Yeah. What the hell? The Gophers can't be beat. All those freshmen win one for Ruger. Come on, win it for Ruger. Let's go. I like it. All right, Royce. We'll talk to you next week. See you, Jets. Goodbye. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today.